Welcome to the MacFab Engineering Podcast, a weekly show about all things engineering. Ooh. Sorry. Squadcast changed the whole thing. They changed where it shows that it's recording. And, to, and like, it. Uh, I, I hovered over it and was like, ask the manager to start recording. I was like, you're not recording, Parker, but no, you are. Oh, yeah, I, I am recording. It's in a different yeah. spot now because they change this every week. So why don't we restart that? Manufacturing industry news and badge dispensers. We're your hosts, electrical engineers, Parker Doman. And Stephen Craig. This is episode 341. I am not redoing that. (laughs) (laughs) Utmost professionalism here. Yes. Um, Of course, we messed it up after being off for two weeks. (laughs) Which, you know, after 340 episodes, we hadn't missed uh, a week and it just so happened that uh, we ended up taking two weeks off. But there's good reasons for them. Yeah, there's good reasons. The, the first week was um, I was in Las Vegas for DEF CON. And honestly, actually, I couldn't get a really good internet signal to do the podcast. Like, it just was not working. Um, the hotel Wi-Fi was just not having the connection uh, for a squadcast to work. It just wouldn't and, have been good. Yeah, it would not have been good. Now, what I think I'm going to try to do next year is what I did the first year I was at DEF CON is actually go get a media badge. Um, and that allows you to go into, like, there's, like, a media room. And I, I'm pretty sure they have a hard Ethernet connection in there that you can use, and I can just use that, oh, which okay, would be that, perfect. Yeah, that would work. Yeah. Yeah. But this year, I, compl- I actually completely forgot to do the media badge thing. And... uh the uh, hotel Wi-Fi was definitely not up to the task to run Squadcast, and so that didn't work. And then, um, and then the week after that, I got COVID, and I'm actually still recovering from it. I might sound a little differently. Steven says I sound the same. To me, I sound different, but yeah. But I, 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 yeah, I think I think in in general, you sound you sound the same. I, I heard Parker the other day. Like a few days like last ago, Friday, <laughs> he he didn't sound the same then. <laughs> yeah, last last uh, last week was definitely like I swallowed a cheese grater. Is how my throat felt. Um, it was, it's it was not the worst I've ever been sick. It was definitely the most painful I've ever been sick, though. If that makes sense, because I, I picked up a like a con crud. Um, like seven years ago at like a pinball festival. And I would I, I, basically I picked up like the hardcore flu and I was down for a whole week, like just couldn't move. Um, whereas this was like, there was really one day that was like, I couldn't move for like one day. And then the rest was just like utter pain in the throat. <laughs> mm, yeah. Swallowing is rough. Just couldn't do anything for a whole day. Couldn't eat, couldn't drink, couldn't talk, and uh, yeah, it was, was it's a weird experience, I guess. The COVID dreams when you're trying to take a nap are like bananas. Yeah, I I I got it a few months ago, and uh, the symptoms really started showing up for me in the in one evening, and I I remember you know going going to bed and 
that night was like time travel. It was weird. Like I was up and down and like I'd wake up and didn't know where I was and like chills and everything. And, and luckily like the next day or two, I, I, there was fatigue and, and sore throat and things, but I, whatever that first night was in terms of not being able to sleep and, and the weird dreams, like that was intense. And then a days after that, it was really not that bad, but yeah, that first night was crazy. Yeah. I, I've never had crazy like when I'm uh, I ever get sick like have crazy dreams like fever dreams. I never really get those. Um, I'm always get weird dreams, but like this was like a whole different level of like craziness. So, um, so, so yeah, yeah that, record, that's recording we an hour with a, with a throat like that is not particularly fun. No, like because uh, we actually went and played. Uh, Steve and I play video games on like Friday evening and like I think I talked like all of like four minutes over like a couple hours (laughs) yeah yeah which which, you know we play video games on 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 Fridays and yeah most most Fridays it's a few hours kind of stuff and it's not like we're silent. We're talking the entire time. Well, Parker was basically dead silent most yeah, of the time. Yeah, I, I couldn't just talk. chime in when something needed to happen. <laughs> yeah, and usually it was like, ah! <laughs> kind of noise. <laughs> oh, it was great. Maybe um, in the future we should we should stream some of some of those nights. That'd be fun. Oh, yeah. I've always thought about doing that. It's just the... Um, I don't know if anyone actually would want to watch. That's, that's the thing. Right? Oh, probably. Yeah, probably not. So, um, all right, let's get on with uh, what we're going to talk about then. All right, yeah, we're back. So, what's up? So, I want to talk. My big topic today is um, basically how did Project Snacky handle at DefCon Thirty, um, and from just from like shooting from the hip to start it off, the part that I thought was going to be the worst. And nothing bad happened. It was everything else. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, Well, not everything else. Not everything else. But so the part I thought was going to be the worst, like was going to have the most problems, was the actual. Because I actually talked to uh, the toy makers. They did a a vending machine for CypherCon. And their big thing was the logistics of moving their snack machine or their vending machine from point A to point B was like the worst part. Hmm. And so I was like, I probably did all the planning on that, like everything, which that's probably actually why it went smooth. Cause I like expected it to be the worst. Um, Snacky actually going from my driveway in Houston, Texas to the ramp at Caesars form went perfectly smooth. Nothing bad happened. Like it, like didn't have to worry about it. Everything leading up to that and then after that was <laughs> its own deal, though. Yeah, yeah. So that, so the Friday I'm supposed, so I'm, I'm leaving Saturday morning, okay, before DefCon, a uh, whole week before DefCon. Because um, so I was going to do like a four day road trip out up on uh, Route 66, which is Highway 40. Um, basically, I was going to go like straight north, go to Amarillo in Texas, then head west, all the way to Las Vegas. Um, so Saturday, I'm like, uh, Friday, I'm like basically prepping at lunchtime. Like, I'm going to go pick up the trailer in the morning and then load Snacky on it in that afternoon and then be like, hey, in the morning, go. Well, um, 
I'm borrowing my mother's uh, SUV to tow. It's got like an 8,000 pound tow rating. It's going to be super comfortable because it's like a luxury SUV. Um, that morning, I go pick up a big U-Haul trailer, right? Um, and I had to get a, a utility trailer because I wanted to get an enclosed trailer. Well, I can't rent an enclosed trailer that's tall enough for Snacky. So Snacky's 77 inches tall, like with the casters. So it's like it's pretty tall. How, how much um, does Snacky weigh also? Probably around 400, 500 pounds. Okay, so not particularly light. No, not particularly light. Um, I wanted, originally I wanted a box truck because that would be actually the easiest way to move Snacky. Um, the problem with a box truck is the ramps that go into a box truck are like two feet or skinnier, like on the inside rails. Mm. And Snacky's like wheelbase minimal is like 26. So like you can't roll Snacky up a ramp. Um, and so like, like, how do you get Snacky into that? Not like I don't have a forklift. Also, the, so the actually, ramp angle on those can be pretty steep. Steep. Yeah. It's like trying to load it yourself. <laughs> yeah. Push thing it, is, yeah. I had to load all this stuff myself. Um, so I'm like, okay, I can't get a box truck with a ramp. And I'm like, oh, I can get a box truck with a lift gate. You can't get one of those in Texas. You have to have a commercial driver's license to rent one of those. Really? For a I lift could, gate? I could buy, yes, I could buy a box truck and then put a lift gate on it. Then I could do it. But <laughs> I couldn't rent one without a, a commercial driver's license. So I'm like, okay, that's out of the picture. Trailer. Uh, I'll get an enclosed trailer. Most enclosed trailers that you can rent are for basically motorcycles. Well, motorcycles aren't that tall. So they're like, they max out at like 56 inches. There's some that are yeah, like 60 you, something inches. Like going into like, them, you're going to bend over. Yeah, you have to bend over. Um, especially anyone, any of the ones that you get at U-Haul are like, they're super short. Um, so I was looking at taller ones from like other places. Um Sounds like there you was, almost need like a horse trailer, you know? Yeah, actually, yeah, an enclosed horse trailer would work pretty good, actually, um, if the ramp was wide enough, right? Right. <laughs> right. Um, so I eventually got a, I rented a, just, a, I was like, okay, I'm just going to wrap Snacky in some plastic and some tape and then throw Snacky on a utility trailer and then strap it down. Because like, it's going to be fine, right? It's, it's only a couple days. It's a snack machine. It's designed to be outdoors anyways. It's not too big of a deal. Um, so I go to pick up the trailer Friday morning and get to U-Haul. And the guy's like, your trailer was stolen that you that we were supposed to rent to you. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, well, shit, what am I supposed to do? He's like, I got a bigger trailer that you can rent. And so I got even like I rented like the smallest utility. It was like a, a five by eight. Well, I got a six by twelve instead. Oh my god! Same price. It was huge. Like, and it was yeah, just like and one you don't, snack you, machine you, on you, it. You you take up like ten percent of it, if that. Yeah, like think of a refrigerator. Is how big Snacky is, right? Yeah. And so, <laughs> it's a little ridiculous. And and and, and thinking thinking of having to drive that through Vegas, that probably is not that fun. Uh, that actually ended up not being too big of a deal because um, I went through like all like the commercial areas because i had to go to the loading docks area so that wasn't too big of a deal um so anyways hook it up to the suv pull out of the um 
I pull out of the um, parking lot, check engine light comes on. Okay. I make it, uh, I'm like, oh, you know, I had actually got it serviced like that morning too, like just got an oil change. So I'm like, well, maybe there was like a sensor that got tripped or something and like the code just needs to be cleared. Well, as I'm driving it over there, the transmission won't shift out of third gear. Like it just gets hard stuck in third gear. Oh no. And so, and so I get it over to back to the dealer and the dealer's like, we didn't mess it up. And I'm like, what's wrong? He's like the, the valve control body on the transmission is completely shot. Like just doesn't work. And so basically the transmission just can't shift. And the guy's like, you shouldn't drive this anywhere and you should leave it here. And I'm like, I got to get this trailer at least back to my house. <laughs> so it barely, that car barely makes it back to the house. Like as I'm pulling to the drive into like the driveway, the transmission is just not even engaging anymore. Um, so it's probably just all glitter inside that transmission now. Ooh. So I'm like, shit, I got a trailer, <laughs> but nothing to tow it with now. And so I start getting on the phone, call like all the rental places. I call like everyone doesn't have trucks. Okay. Everyone's only got like sedans I can get or like little econo boxes and call up Enterprise and um, like right down the street. Enterprise is like, yeah, we got a truck. And I'm like, awesome. I'll be right over to get it. Go over there. First thing I notice is it doesn't have a tow hitch. I'm like, it doesn't have a tow hitch. And the guy's like, oh, yeah, we can't actually allow you to tow with our trucks anymore. So we took oh. all the tow hitches off. And I'm like, what's the point of renting a truck if you can't tow with it? So anyways, the guy's like, well, if you call the commercial division of Enterprise, um, you can, you they have tow hitches. And so I'm like, okay, call up, I call up the truck rental, then that's, uh, the commercial one that's like right near my house. They didn't have any trucks. <laughs> Called the one over that's over on Hempstead Highway that's like about four minutes away. They had a whole bunch. And so I'm like, okay. I'm like, I want, and, like, and they gave me the price and it was like for a Dodge, uh, Dodge 2500 uh, gasser. So not, not a diesel, but a gasser. Um, and it was actually the same price as like the small light duty truck that I was rent, going to rent at the regular enterprise place. So I'm like, okay, whatever. Go over there, pick up the truck. And that was like, dude, they don't ask you like what you're going to use it for. Yeah, so I'm like, usually like, oh, is it for business or pleasure? Or like, what are you going to like? How many miles? They're like, here's the keys. <laughs> Your credit card went through. Here's the keys. Yep. <laughs> um, so great experience. Great experience with the commercial division of Enterprise. Um, they, they saved my bacon there. So I get home. Okay. And I'm like, okay, time to hook up the trailer. The motherfucker two and a half inch <laughs> receiver. <laughs> I only have a two inch receiver, like the, the bald, bald adapters. And so I'm like, I had, drove over to AutoZone, bought a two and a half inch receiver uh, adapter, put it all together and like finally got snacky loaded. Like after all, like that was just that's a full day, a full day of just messing around just to get the rig going. And isn't that great? It's a full day that if if everything went right, that would have been two hours of an of, hour and, and a half. And mostly just driving around. Yeah, right. mostly just driving around. Yeah, because actually, like when I went to U-Haul, even with this, the trailer thing that went on, 
I was in and out in like 15 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> that was the yeah, fastest right. I've ever been in and out of a U-Haul place. Mm-hmm. It just, oh man. And actually the same thing with the, the Enterprise place. Like I was it like when I finally got the rental good, like I was in and out. Like I went in, here's my ID, here's the credit card, boom, done. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, it was, it was super quick. Um, <laughs> that, that two inch two and a half. Here's another just big middle finger in that whole thing. So anyway, just snacky's possibly, loaded. Yeah. It, 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 that's total Murphy's law. Yeah, everything, everything went wrong that day. Um, so next day, pull out uh, the driveway, and nothing bad happens at all. The next four days, like, like I go to all the small little towns. I'm like going, like, Snacky doesn't even move. Like everything's strapped down. Um, I guess you just left it on the trailer when you stayed. In I the just hotels. left it on the trailer. Yeah, at the hotel. I mean, who's going to steal a 500-pound vending machine, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's all wrapped in plastic, too, so it's like, can't You don't even know what it is. is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and that trailer was so heavy. That trailer was like 1,000 pounds. Mm. Like, you can't steal that trailer. Right. Like, if it's hitched up, you just can't. You can't unhitch it and move it yourself. Only thing that sucks is, like, parking that thing at a hotel. You probably have to just... That was the hard part. Yeah, yeah. parking at hotels. Um, I I wish hotel in the future. I'm going to look see I can find hotels if I have to do this again, which I'll probably do have to next year. Is find ones that have like RV parking because that thing is like as big as an RV because it's like a. I mean, you got a truck a and then twelve feet on the end, right? Yeah. Uh, it, well, with the with the tongue, it's like a sixteen foot long thing. Yeah, my yeah, rig yeah. was like, because it was a six foot bed truck, but it was like the double cab. That truck was like twenty one ish feet long, something like that. It's a huge truck, so it's like oh, yeah, thirty five feet of snacky mobile. <laughs> 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 yeah, made it all the way to uh, Vegas, and then um, like the day before, um, Hiron and our group. Uh, gave me he's like here he just like walked to the loading dock and just dropped a pin on Google Maps and I'm like hey I'm gonna navigate there and so basically when I was like 30 minutes out I'm like hey I'm 30 minutes out um and so they uh got one of the the goons to help us uh basically just open the loading dock for us pulled in unloaded snacky snacky went off the off the trailer up the ramp into the Caesars form boom done like Nothing bad happened. Uh, went to go park the truck, and there's like a big parking lot um, with long-term storage. That all went great. Um, and then uh, open up Snacky, and just did like a like a shakedown. Everything was fine. Nothing got jostled around or anything. Powered it up, vended stuff, and like perfectly good to go. Did, did you wait? Did you did you already have it fully loaded with? Like no, no, goodies? no. We I we moved it empty. It was hundred oh, okay, percent empty. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um. So, the A to B transportation, nothing bad happened. Like it was amazing. Um. And then, we did notice basically because we were there a couple days early, so we were just like testing stuff every couple, like basically during the middle of the day, would like go over and like test stuff and like improve the code. Um. 
and like load snacky up and that kind of stuff. Um, we found a a firmware bug, like you couldn't vend the last position, like F10 in, in Snacky for some reason. And basically I was just not iterating. I was iterating one less that I should have in one of the loops. Um, fixed that code. I think that was the only piece of, oh, and then we had to relax the timeouts for the motors. Um, Cause when it was fully loaded, it took slightly longer for the DC motors to like auger out. Uh, uh, um, Oh, the, so sometimes they wouldn't move enough. Well, no, well, so it's not timer based, but I had a timer just to make sure, mm-hmm. uh, just in case it didn't capture the pulses. Right, and so it just wouldn't keep you know spinning and yeah. just redeem everything on that spool. Yeah, you were just um, too overzealous, so you oh, relaxed that a little bit. Yeah, I just had to relax it a bit, and it was like half a second. Um, and uh, so that was only two firmware changes. Um. But we were noticing that um, the Wi-Fi was really spotty uh, in in the uh, we were in like the challenge DefCon challenge area. The Wi-Fi was a little spotty there, so we requested to get Ethernet. We got that, and then in the process of plugging the Ethernet into the Raspberry Pi, the Raspberry Pi shorted out. Oh no! And the Pi was fine, but it corrupted the SD card. <laughs> Oh. And this is like the day before DefCon opens. No. Now, <laughs> oh no! And so, and so I I took some really good pictures out to post them, of like, Zap like having like three mon like little tiny monitors. He doesn't he has his like laptop and like three little monitors like around him like 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 doing a new SD card like formatting it and like loading all the code and getting snacky to run up on that like in in the hotel room well, like d- the day before I'm I'm confused do, do you know how it actually shorted out it it like jostled around the, like the case popped apart oh oh and then something touched something now yeah something it. touched so, something touched where it shouldn't touch mm. and yeah <laughs> of course right <laughs> of course of course the day before defcon right yeah. Um, so we got the SD card all fixed up like that next morning. Um, got Snacky up and running. Um, we still had some really weird bugs. Um, and I actually just attribute it to the fact that we had to like, like redo everything on the high, the Python end, like the night before, like there was just some weird bugs that we just couldn't figure out for a while. Um, we're like, you would vent, you would want to vent a position and the board would say, Hey, basically something weird was going on with the serial buffers on the pie and that just weren't being handled correctly. I think we ended up fixing that on a couple days down the road. Like I think on Saturday evening, we got that fixed up. Um, but vending wise, uh, it worked really well. Uh, we didn't actually have any really big mechanical problems with Snacky. Um, we had, so like you asked like last time on the podcast, like how did you get a badge? And so what we did is we had a CTF, a capture the flag. And so we basically threw in a modem or a, a, a Wi-Fi router inside Snacky. And so you would connect to that router 
and then it hosted a server and it had a whole bunch of challenges. And then if you completed the challenges, you got codes, you could punch the codes in the snacky and snacky would sometimes vend non-food tokens, NFTs, get it? Non-food uh. tokens or badges. Um, and then we also like tweeted codes out um, so people could like punch those in and it would also dispense non-food tokens. What, what, what were the non-food tokens for? Um, we had not candy because we were not allowed to have candy, but we had candy and we put stickers all over them. Um, so yeah, we're not supposed to have candy. And uh, it actually, had, we had a receipt printer and so it would print NFTs. Mm-hmm. So. Okay, so um, that, that that was the part that I was confused about last time where it was like, I get that this is a vending machine. You enter a code, you get a thing. But the question yeah. was how to get a code. Yeah, so um, midday on Saturday, people uh, figured that you could like start trying to fish for items through the, the redemption door. And for a while, we actually allowed that because it's like, yeah, it's a vending machine and it's like a physical attack on it. Because um, people were actually just, like going for like the the badges and stuff themselves. Well, eventually someone figured that if you just grabbed onto the ring, you could just shake the snot out of the ring and uh, like the, 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 the spiral ring. Mm-hmm. And so it would just shake all the stuff around. And eventually if you shook it enough, like something would just flop out. <laughs> okay. Well, that and, would screw up codes, wouldn't it? Yeah, but it was one of those, well, you know, there's this huge group of people. People are punching in codes. People are like trying to pick the lock on it, which I'll get to that later. And then also like the, uh, uh, and then also people are trying to physically attack through like the redemption door. And so we were okay with the redemption door attacks until people started actually like physically breaking snacky that way, mm. like grabbing onto the rings and like shaking it so much that it actually basically what happened is someone was shaking it and it was trying to vend from that location as well. And it caused an entire lockout because you know that it couldn't turn that, that motor. And then basically it was shut down for like three hours because we weren't there mm. and a lot of people got pissed. And so we're like, hey, you can't do physical tax on snack through the redemption store anymore. Um, just people ruining that. What's what's surprising me is how many people are willing to ruin the fun for other people? Well, but did they know they were ruining the fun for other people? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I would say it's, it's definitely not the majority. It's a small subset, but they willingly know they're going to ruin the fun for other people. Mm. Um, so we had a lock picking challenge on it, um, which uh, I had no idea how hard that core was. No one picked it. Like we even went over to, um, uh, we went over to the lock picking. Like after a while, we went over to like the lock picking village and was like, guys, like, come on over and like, just try. Why is this so hard? Just try it. And so like actually like the last day, uh, Sunday night, like. I think for the last like two hours, we basically like, sh- like most of the stuff was vended out of snacky anyways. And we were like, we just want someone to pick this lock. Like that's the only thing we're gonna allow people to do. And no one, no one got it. Um, 
And so um, that, that that's one of the improvements I want to do next year is like I want to work with the lockpicking village on like that challenge to make it doable. Um, I think it's partially like it's an industrial lock, but the best thing was like Saturday or Friday morning, the first day of the conference, or was it Thursday morning? Can't remember anymore. People were like, they saw that lock, went over to the lock picking village and bought or like and bought a lock picking kit, and then like just tried to rake it open. Like <laughs> some dude out there was like going at it with like basically a screwdriver for like 15 minutes and just couldn't get it open because like you you're not going to rake it open. People tried uh someone had like a master key set. None of the keys actually fit it. Mm. <laughs> so the it's a it was a best key way. Like the core the manufacturer is called Best and apparently they're a kind of like a mid-range industrial lock company. Um and uh we never got a chance to take the core over. Like I pulled the core out and just never got a chance to go over to Lockpicking Village and be like, take this apart. Why did no one get this? Yeah, why is this awesome? Yeah, uh, especially for it was $36. Actually, um, after after all of that lockpicking, did the actual key work well? Or oh, yeah. Was it- yeah. I, had, I had a proof. People were telling that it was like bullshit. <laughs> and I would just put the key and turn it. <laughs> that probably made them even more mad. Some yes, and some others were like, okay. It really depended. Um, I think... I'm, I'm going to go back to that uh, ruining the fun for others. I think part of that problem, too, those people were building their own narrative on what they can do to Snacky. Hmm. You know? What do you mean like, by Like... I had one. I I, um, I saw one person that was like scoping out, like trying to find. I don't know what they were looking for, and I asked him, like, "So what do you like? What what?" He didn't know who I was, and so I was like, "Hey, what are you what are you trying to do?" And he's like, "I'm looking a way to to get into Snacky," and I'm like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "I'm looking for screws to take apart," and I'm like, "Well, what happens if you break it?" And he's like, "I don't care." Hmm. And uh, I don't know. It's just like it's a snack machine, sure, at a hacker conference. People are going to be rough with it. Um, but it's like that wasn't the point of the challenge, right? The challenge is to get a code so it would redeem you something. Um, so ho- hopefully going back next year, um, we're going to try to be an official ch- this year we were not like an official challenge right mm-hmm. um but um yeah there's not an official challenge for it but so next year we're hoping to be an official challenge and have like a rule set yeah and then like basically if people break that rule set then basically they get kicked out of the challenge area so we'll have a rule set for snacky um Kind of really all you have to do is beef up the fit, like make it so that people can't fish stuff out of it. And like, I know like the redemption door is broken on Snacky. Like it's supposed to like snap up when you like move the door in. That whole mech is broken. Um, So I'm like, fix that. Then that part is solved. Right. Mm -hmm. And um, there was someone I, I never met them, but they apparently talked to other people of our group the Anna XR group about like 
increasing like other stuff we can do to prevent people from putting like even thinner fit like a j hook up in there or something like that um so i need to talk to them about that um i guess i'm in like the improvement section um you know actually before before doing the improvements i'm i'm curious what were people's reactions like overall how did people how was it loved thinking? snacky okay like people were like this is the best thing i've ever seen at at defcon ah okay so it went over uh, really well yeah people really liked it now we definitely had a lot of feedback um because we had basically um we basically had uh only like eight codes that could vend badges let's just say that i don't know the actual number but let's just say eight um and so then there was a cooldown, so someone couldn't just like punch in the same number over and over and over again and that's just a limitation on ca- how ctfs work how capture the flags work like there's no um at least from my knowledge there wasn't any way to have one time use codes so you would just like generate a new code right um so that actually caused a really weird crowd control problems because people would just keep trying the code over and over and over and over again. The same code? Same code over and over and over again. And it would say, like, try again, hacker, or something. Like, it would flash up on the screen like that. Like, people would just keep trying it. Mm. Um, and uh, so that was, like, really the biggest thing is people wanted, like, if they got an unlock, they wanted to get their prize. So that was really the biggest uh, problem we had um, in terms of feedback, like actually negative feedback was people were some people would get unlocks and then not be able to get their redemption because either it was timed out or it was already gone uh, from someone just spamming the code every like, you know, lockout cycle. I guess I guess that makes sense. Like if you complete the challenge you want the reward you want the reward no 100 percent. like so um that was that was the only negative feedback yeah um people really like snacky they want to see snacky back next year um so we're gonna bring snacky back for sure um for how much went wrong um the uh snacky was like a huge success like for how much like having to rewrite basically almost all the Python. Well, not all the Python, but like rebuild the whole like high end level stuff of it. Like people were constantly put punching stuff into Snacky. There was never not a crowd around Snacky from the moment the doors opened in the challenge area, which was 10 o'clock till eight, 10 to eight. People were constantly punching stuff into Snacky and trying to get stuff out of snacky that's cool um i didn't think it would be that crazy i thought it would be like a like a group would be like "Ooh, what's this and then like it would go away and then someone would just punch in code series so often no constant bombardment people were like even trying to like fuzz the inputs uh, into snacky to try to get like into weird states um mm. which was we we architectured the insides of it so you couldn't do that because um, they thought it would be like maybe like a keyboard input or something it's like no there's like a serial buffer and like a state machine that's controlling the keyboard and stuff like you're not gonna be able to fuzz through it um but it was fun to see people try 
Um, people were trying to do like people were looking up like hack hacking snack machines on like on YouTube and like I was, I was like because I was sitting in the back and just watch people look up stuff on their phones. That's great. I'm like yeah, none of those codes are gonna work, but go for it. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Um, yeah. So as much as went wrong, and how much it's one of those like the you know you're 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 your own worst critic i guess i had to look back on it and be like it was a success it was a success like it was amazing did, did it not feel that way to you um midway through yeah oh, okay but afterwards like sunday when most of the stuff had already been redeemed out and like actually just talk like finally able to like talk to people instead of like maintain snacky because mm. like we didn't know what was going to go was gonna break on snacky at all yeah like everything that trial we thought, by fire for sure yeah like we had no idea so we basically we had to babysit snacky next year we should not have to do that at all like um i think most people are respectful enough um and as long as the bad actors don't get alone time with snacky we'll be okay hmm Meaning that, well, and like, if it's an official challenge and you have rules for it, then you know, yeah, that that makes it a little different. Yeah, and what I mean by that is someone like actually physically breaking Snacky. Like, well, it sounds like a lot of people tried. I don't know about a lot. It sounds like some people tried. Yeah, through the door is fine. Um, we did have someone be like, "Well, what if I come back with a sledgehammer and break the glass?" And I'm like, "You'll get fucking banned from DefCon." <laughs> like, are you not thinking what happens if you do that? Yeah, that's a, that's extreme. Yeah, there's there, for a bunch of hackers, some have some disconnects and repercussions. I guess that, that is a um, that's a new definition of brute force hacking, right there. Yeah, sledgehammer, right? <laughs> sledgehammer hacking. Um, so 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 was uh, by the end did everything get vended or was there some stuff yeah yeah we got uh we got everything vended out we had some non-food tokens left um we just put them on the table and people took them Hmm. um yeah I, i i'm super happy with snacky how it turned out like there's a lot of people that want to work with us too next year on it to make it better um so i'm really looking forward to that I think the big thing is having like what I was talking about earlier is actually have a defined rule set because people were I'm like this is the lock to pick all the other locks don't pick and if you do pick those holy shit who are you because like these are really insane locks but like we had one person basically attack one of our out of scope I'm doing that in quotes locks um, because like a hacker doesn't know what is out of scope in a security challenge. It's kind of like the uh, rule for a hacker, I guess. Anyways, um, it's a disk. Uh, it's a uh, disk detainer lock. So you need a really special tool to even like pick it. And the person was like going at it with like a single pin pick with a torsion bar. And I'm like, what the fuck are you even trying to do? <laughs> yeah, you're not you're not going to get anywhere doing this. No, like if anything, you will mess up the lock, or like your or picks. your tools, yeah, or your tools. So I'm like, what are you even doing? You don't even know what the hell you're doing. Yeah. Um. So 
Yeah, basically, I think having a the first rule, because um, we didn't have any rules at the start. Like we just like put it there, and mm-hmm. like and we put like we put a sign on it. And it's like this is the Wi-Fi IP address. Go for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. what we started with, right? And because uh, we didn't know, like we didn't know how people would re- even react, and uh, but having a rule of. The goal is to get Snacky to redeem something, not to get into Snacky as like rule one. I think that will help set the ground rules. Like people are like, oh, if you pick that lock on the top, like the one that's supposed to be picked, like this like snack machine open it. And I'm like, look at everything else that's locking it. No. Yeah. That's not yeah. I don't know. People set expectations either way too high or or like think it's like a normal snack machine or something. Yeah, yeah. So, so having having a little bit of predefined, like it, walking yes. into it, not in just smoke, uh, and that's like having most an idea were. of what, what. Yeah, they had yeah. no clue whatsoever. No clue. And 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 so of course, okay. So you, what's funny is that the way you just described it there is is sort of there's two options. Someone walks up to it and is like, it's a vending machine. I'll treat it like a vending machine. Or they say it's DEFCON. I'll treat it like DEFCON. And that yeah. is like anything to get inside. Right. Yeah. And so uh, I think, I think yeah. having, I want less rules. Right. Um, but I don't want people to break the spirit of snacky. Right. Right. It's um, still fun at the end of the day or so it's supposed to be fun. No, that's the thing is I, I want people to do anything to Snacky as long as it's not ruining the fun for others. Yeah. That's how I view it. Um, so basically, like, the things that we worried about, which was people trying to, like, break into Snacky, there was really only, like, two, one person that wanted to, like, throw a sledgehammer at it. And then we had some people try to pick the crazy locks on it that had no hope of ever opening them. Um, so honestly, that is like not having a problem. Like, yeah, like we didn't even have to like fix the vending door. So like you can't like put chopsticks up there and like grab stuff and then like make the picking challenge better because that lock was apparently insanely hard, uh, insanely hard. Um, and then I want to do more hardware improvements, of course. Like, I want to switch off the AVRs, go to a SAM decor, like a, uh, so I can have a, a, um, a DMA, so I can do more LEDs, that kind of stuff. Are you, um, you going to redo the board set in it? Yeah, I'm going to do a Rev 2 for sure. Um, and then, um, oh, I completely forgot the biggest, oh, I completely forgot about this part. Um, so when we got to, um, so we plugged it in on the first day. I completely forgot about this. Plugged it in for the first day. This is the one I called you about, like, to get advice. I, I was for. I was gonna bring this up, uh, yeah. and 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 just to just to be uh, oh, actually, let let me give a little preface of this. I'm driving home from work, and I get a phone call from Parker, and and he starts asking me some electrical questions. And uh, and I'm like I I don't know so I, I I gave him some advice he's like okay I gotta go and then hangs up and that's all I know about this so I'm hearing for this for the first time too here so so the first day we unload Snacky plug Snacky in everything's actually fine works great the next day 
for some reason, snacky doesn't work. Like, doesn't turn on. Like, flat out, like, flat out, you turn the switch on, like, the Pi is working, and everything that's plugged into the, like, plugged in is working, but for some reason, the board is not powering up. And, but when you turn off the board, like, the little switch inside the machine, um, the LEDs will come alive momentarily and then die out. Kind of weird, right? On power down, it comes up momentarily. Um, and and nothing's and so, like getting hot or anything like that? Nothing's getting hot, nothing like that. And and so I was like, this is really, really weird. Um, so I start basically like, okay, it's a power problem somehow. So you get my multimeter. I start tracing everything out. I'm like, hey, the transformer, it's, it's getting one, uh, it's getting 120 into the transformer. You know, voltage coming out, it's like 28 volts. I'm like, well, that's a little hot, but whatever. It's a transformer, right? Um, and so, and I go in through the board, and then I'm like, okay, I'm getting, I think at that point I was getting like 40 volts DC rectified. And I'm like, so I'm getting DC, and I'm like, and it's, I'm not getting my 12 volts out of my big old power brick module. And I read on the power brick module 36 volt max input. Oh, so you like over voltage ah! in it. Yeah, and it was it was shunting and turning itself off. No, okay. Yeah. And so and I made sure when I got back home, here in my garage, I have a hundred and twelve volt AC. That's really, really low. Yeah. Like that's out of, that's out of spec low. Yeah, I have 112 volts coming out of my wall here in my garage. It's probably because I'm the end of the line, basically on my entire pole line. Um, hmm. But at at Caesar's form, it was like 120.1, <laughs> like on the dot. But the first day it was below that for some reason, and it was fine. For some reason, the second day that the voltage went up. Maybe they, they brought they, more stuff online. They threw some more coal in the power plant. <laughs> could be, could be. Um, and so how I fixed it was I just bypassed the transformer. I had a, already had a 24 volt DC, um, like a uh, mean well power supply in there. And it was running fine because it can accept like 80 to 260 volt AC at like yeah. 50 or 60 Hertz. Like it doesn't care what you give it. Yeah. And so I actually Any, just anything put that. Goes. Yeah, I put that DC into the AC input on my board because it doesn't it rectified DC to DC. And I yeah, got what? Yeah. Okay. So I asked you what I could do. We the first thing was to bleed off like with some diodes, and so I ordered a bunch of diodes, yeah. like right after I called. Like, well, that was your suggestion. Um, and then um, I ordered a bunch of diodes, and I was basically just going to solder them in line. So it would just like bleed some voltage off. Just burn off. Because I was only yeah. pulling like like a hundred milliamps or something like that. It's less than that. So I'm like, it's pulling nothing. So it's yeah, like so I'm not going to overheat anything. Yeah. No, and I got like the biggest chunkiest diodes I could overnight from Amazon. Um, and then I had another idea. I'm like, oh, what if I put a variac <laughs> on that transformer? <laughs> I mean, and, uh, that would work, right? Yeah, so I actually, I got a Variac overnighted, too. Yeah. Um, for like 60 bucks on Amazon. 
And then actually that morning I was taking a shower. I had that, you know, the shower thought. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, oh, I already have a DC power supply that will work. You could just put that right in. <laughs> yeah, I, I just basically, I seriously just like, I seriously undid it. I depinned the connector and damn the the two terminals already still like, you know, terminated into the mean well. There you <laughs> go. Just turned it on and done. Yeah, yeah, no problem. You don't even have yeah. to mess with the transformer then. <laughs> no, I just bypassed the whole thing. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Um, so, so part of the hardware improvements is to I'm just going to get rid of all the D I'm just going to like power it off the meanwhile 100% like not even worry about having I'm going to take that transformer out and be like screw that thing yeah yeah screw that guy Mon. that's great <laughs> yeah <laughs> also you need to look into why your, your garage has 112 because I'm pretty sure mains are only supposed to uh, fluctuate 3%, or, or they're supposed to be within 3%. I don't know. I think it's because well, I'm at the no, end of the No, line. actually, 3% of 115, I suppose. Uh, so, I don't know. That just sounds low to me. Yeah, it could be. Um, but uh, I think it's because I'm at the end of the line. Like, in this, the, the power pull run here is super long. Um, it's like one of the longest like power pole runs, residential runs in like this area. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, oh man, engineering's fun, right? You have to you have to account for every <laughs> possible thing. I didn't even think about it. So yeah. like, it's a snack machine. It already can do what I was like. I was like, I was thought I, I thought I was being smart reusing that portion of the snack machine. I was not. It's, it was it not has to idea. work everywhere, right? Yeah, it has to work everywhere. Which is what I'm going to do is I'm just going to run it off the mean well, which can run anywhere. Which works anywhere, right? <laughs> so, so. so is Snacky living in Vegas right now? No, Snacky came back home with me. Oh, okay. Um, and uh, going to work on Snacky. So, like, we're going to get rid of the pie. Pie's mm. gone. Yeah, um, that probably put, pissed you guys off. Dude, that was... <laughs> we knew... Like, so basically we went through like the single point failures and mm -hmm. we're just going to start eliminating them. So we're going to, we're going to put a full fledged computer in there. Um, and, uh, honestly, we were actually looking at basically just putting two computers in there, like two, one, we're going to basically, I'm going to, in the bottom, I'm going to put in a 19 inch rack. I'm going to weld in a rack and then I can just put in a rack mount computers. Um, one of the problems we had was like, if you actually needed to, terminal in like physically terminal in you couldn't really do it like because you had to like plug in more cables into this like raspberry pi mm. that's like inside so what we're gonna do is we're gonna have we're gonna have a rack mount computer we're gonna have a rack mount like keyboard tray with monitor so like you can just slide it out and open up and boom you're already on that computer yeah you're if you in. need to yeah <laughs> I'm um, in. we we had a way to remote in but that would only work if the thing was working fine <laughs> Right, right, <laughs> right. Uh, so basically, more robust computer system um, would fix that. Get rid of basically the rest of the original snack machine electronics, the transformer, um, and then add more LEDs, and then fix the redemption door. And that's like 
that's all Snacky really needs. I mean, um, what it sounds like is from for I, the first time trial by fire, you always have to figure out what's wrong. Yeah, and everything it still correct. it still sounds like it went well enough that yes. if you fix these, then next year it'll basically be I'm not going to say perfect, but it'll be uh, up to everyone's expectations. Yes, yeah, and people, if people thought it was awesome and they most people did not mind when it broke yeah so it was fine um one oh and then um we're gonna probably do probably do another ctf next year and we're gonna make it so that it will have one-time use codes so that we don't have this like issue people like just punching in stuff mm-hmm. all the time mm-hmm. so if you get a code it redeems and you get your reward well, that's that's the reward you want. Who knows? We don't. We haven't figured that part out yet. So. Well, yeah, it's, a, it's a snack machine. So it's like barring breaking it, you know. So we just gotta assume people are not gonna just bring a sledgehammer. Because it's like one of those like, okay, you sledgehammer it and you stole everything. Now you're banned from DefCon. Good luck. Have fun, right? Well, so. okay. An- another thing. Another thing to mention here. This is and not XOR. So uh, just because uh, we've talked about Snacky a lot on this podcast, Snacky isn't necessarily everything. Uh, Snacky was just the way to get the thing, right? Yeah, that was just the way to get the thing. The thing, yeah, like the the whole, the thing still is like a whole different aspect of everything you get from and not XOR. Yeah. Um, And I'm hoping next week that's what we talk about. We're going to, I'm going to try to get... um, Hopefully, Zap and Hyron on uh, next week, and we can talk about that thing. The badge, what you basically. actually got, you know, what you actually can get. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, the Snacky was literally just the game to get the thing, and then there's more beyond that. Yeah, there's more. Yeah, there's actually more stuff beyond that too. So, so yeah, it was it was a great success. Um, it was a lot of fun. Um, hopefully, to do it again next year with those improvements. Because I'd, I'd like to be more hands off on snacky like and snacky just like does its thing right less stressful right it wasn't really that stressful Uh, well i I would say okay the first day was stressful um but the next two days after that was like you know we were watching people like like j-hook stuff out and actually we were fine with that for a while until people started break snacky and we're like okay we gotta (laughs) stop that now (laughs) yeah so um yeah and then sunday was just like zero stress <laughs> just having fun right yeah it was just fun t- chatting with people about it and people's reactions and that kind of stuff so. yeah i can't think of so there's one improvement i'm putting on like the super bucket list um don't know if this is going to make it the the most uh the, uh, the MVP list for for next year. But I found that you can get motorized casters. <laughs> you want to just drive it all around? I want to ride Snacky into DEF CON. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Non-motorized <laughs> casters are expensive, so I can only imagine that they're not cheap. You can't, I can't find a price for them yet. Um, that means they're not cheap. I am going to try to be like, I'm going to contact the company. There's a couple of companies that make them, actually. 
I'm going to contact him and be like, this is what I want to do. We're going to put your name on the front of the, our snack machine. And 40,000 people are going to see this. Yeah. Yeah. Will you get me a set? Free advertisement, I guess. Yeah. We'll see if that works or not. They, 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 they get paid in exposure. Exposure? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. Well, I'm happy that uh, that it was a success, and overall, it sounds like you had fun. It was a blast. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to. I'm already looking forward to doing it like again next year. Yeah, um, especially with all the improvements we want to do, and um, like just chatting with people, and people like just were like people were freaking out about mm. the snack machine. That's so that was yeah. It was a lot of fun. We done. It's like oh man, fifty seven minutes. I think yeah, machines. we've rocked a whole hour on on this. We we were talking the other day. We were like, hey, you know, we we haven't we haven't been we haven't had an episode in two weeks, uh, and we said, what do we want to talk about? Well, obviously, we want to talk about DefCon. It's like you know what? That's the uh, that's the whole topic because I know it was going to be an hour. <laughs> yeah. So that was the MacFab Engineering Podcast. We're your hosts, Park Dillman and Stephen Craig. Later, everyone. Take it easy. Thank you, Yes You Are Listener, for downloading our podcast. If you have a cool idea, project, or topic, let Stephen and I know. Tweet us at MacFab, at Longhorn Engineer, or at Analog ENG, or email us at podcast at macfab.com. Also, check out our Slack channel. You can find it at macfab.com slash Slack.